For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment. Hello and welcome to another Soccer to the Max. And uh, this is our regular weekend edition here. So, of course, we are graced by the lovely Rachel McCreary. Hello, everyone. And shall I say, good for the reggae boys. Well, uh, Eric, you have some Jamaican in you, don't you? Yes, I do on my dad's side. And thank Jamaica for CONCACAF and CONCACAF and giving everybody the middle finger. (laughs) Yeah, you would have thought they would have tried harder to make Mexico win. But uh, that did not happen. On this night, of course, we're coming to you about an hour after the uh, Jamaica-Mexico Gold Cup semifinal, where Jamaica won after a Kamar Lawrence, hooray for MLS, goal, a heck of a shot. <laughs> and <laughs> it just makes it even more delicious if you think about it, right. given the U.S. and all the MLS stuff. It's like, oh, by the way, doink. <laughs> Yeah, you had uh, two MLSers score for the U.S., and then you had an MLSer score for Jamaica. So, uh, of course, the U.S. were much more productive on trying to actually, you know, go forward and everything, unlike Jamaica in this game. But uh, you guys kind of had a handle on it more than I did. Is it just one of these where Jamaica just happened to get that goal? Is it different than the last game? Uh, I would say definitely different because Jamaica, it's really hard to say because that goal, while very skillful getting over the wall and catching the keeper out of position, took a lot of effort. That was also pretty lucky because I kept going on and on and on and Mexico just couldn't create any chances and Jamaica really didn't feel like anything I swore we were going to go to penalties then that happened it it, it made me look up from my computer screen which I was looking up different World Cup histories I was surprised that we didn't go to penalties either and you know if they would have gone to penalties I still would have had Jamaica not 
because of who would have been taking the penalties, but because of who would have been saving them, because Andre Blake was phenomenal tonight. Yeah, Andre Blake looked like uh, he was just stopping everything Mexico could throw at him. And, uh, Which was yeah. surprisingly quite a bit at certain points of the match. Uh, do hopefully you know Philadelphia is paying attention here, you know, and maybe he hasn't been playing that well for them, but he's been killer for Jamaica. I it just, uh, I mean, now now you get the revenge game right for the U.S. Two years ago, Jamaica knocks you out, and Jamaica obviously has the honor of trying to become the first Caribbean country. Basically, the first country not in uh, out of the uh, North America uh, to win the Gold Cup. You think uh, Jamaica? How, how much of a chance do you give Jamaica against the U.S. with the reinforcements that Bruce Arena brought in? Not, not that much. I mean, granted, if the president of FIFA shows up yet again, ah, that could give Jamaica a little luck, but. That would make it maybe 3-1 instead of 3-0. It it, it would cause havoc if the U.S. lost at this point. Well, yeah, it definitely would cause havoc if the U.S. lost. No doubt about that. But just, you know, I, I mean, it almost would be this kind of, like, bittersweet thing, I think, if Jamaica won. Just from the fact of, like, wow, you finally have somebody outside of U.S. Mexico win this thing. It sets it up well for, you know, in two years when you're having four more teams get added and people are complaining about it being watered down. I don't think people would necessarily complain about it being watered down, especially because... Look at some of the teams that made the quarterfinals this year. They would have you would have an equal likelihood of them making the quarterfinals next year. But again, depending on the format of the tournament, scheduling wise, who knows what could happen? Uh, you know, I don't know if that's true. Then you'd have the Guatemalas and the Hades and all those that kind of sort of are on the fringe a lot of times. And they tend to play better than, say, your Nicaraguas and your French Guianas and all that. So, eh, and maybe it kind of sorts itself out kind of thing. Maybe you would have maybe. more of the Central American countries being able to, to do more. I, part of me would hope so. Mm-hmm. So I, I, you know, we put it. We'll, we'll. Uh, I guess. Well, we are, I guess we can do this now. I, do you, do you feel like uh, Rachel that Dempsey has kind of found his role with the national team now? Is uh, is he super sub, or can he still start? I think he can definitely still start, but I don't see him as like an every single game starter. I see him as okay, sit him get him late in the match this day, maybe start him the next. I wouldn't be surprised to see him start on 
Wednesday, especially because there's a pretty big gap between Saturday and went and Wednesday. I still think Dempsey will break the record in that final game, and I hope he doesn't. I hope Landon Donovan's commentating the game because that would just be oh, you amazing. know he will. <laughs> that would just be beyond amazing. But I wouldn't be surprised to see him start. But I don't think Jordan Morris. Well, Josie's obviously going to start, but I don't think Jordan Morris did anything in that match to say to Bruce Arena, "Okay, Jordan shouldn't start." Yeah, I, I think obviously the getting there in the first thirty seconds and almost scoring is rather a big thing for Jordan Morris there. But uh, you know, he was. I think he did his job. He was running and getting getting back and causing problems. And But it's like you don't have that creative guy if you're the U.S. right now. Like Dempsey obviously served that role. So, Eric, if you're looking at this, I think what Rachel brought up about there being a, a gap uh, in time is important. Also the fact that this is the last Gold Cup game. And if you're Bruce Arena, you don't have any obligation to make sure Dempsey's rested for the next Sounders game or whatever. You're trying to put out the best team on the field. Are you having him start? I personally would to give him opportunity to not only get the record, get it out of the way early, but risking him coming on and expecting a second super sub performance because guess what? Jamaica's going to let this ride. They parked the bus pretty much in the quarterfinals, one. Parked the bus in the semifinals, one. They're going to try to do it again. If you have a guy that can get himself open and form a good partnership with Altador up top to say, no, we're going to run through you, so be it. And I don't, I don't think like, you know, Jordan Morris and Josie Altador, they, they didn't have bad connection at all. I thought they played well together, but still Josie and Clint, they play better together just because they've been playing longer together and stuff. And I think mm-hmm. when it comes to a final, especially one against Jamaica with their A team, because let's face it, Mexico brought their B team. I think you need to have experience over, I would have the better than just the good. Yeah, that's, uh, and Jamaica doesn't have, there's guys missing for Jamaica too, namely, you know, Giles Barnes that sits on that set on, uh, on Fox here and there. So, you know, I, I think for what they brought though, for them to get to the final, that says a lot. Uh, and it says a lot about where Jamaica is right now. But I, I think it's hard to say that you're coming up against, especially who the, the U.S. brought in and after that performance against Costa Rica, who everybody was saying, oh, they're the team. They're the team that's going to go in there and win. And they shut Costa Rica down. So it, unless, you know, Jamaica's going to do their park on the bus thing again, which could happen, but I feel like the U.S. has better... Not only Bruce Arena in a tactics mindset, but also in a 
the players are going to figure it out eventually. Do you I see mean, that you see Jamaica playing the same way, or do they kind of try to get at a U.S. defense that is still pretty slow? Uh, if they don't do it within the first 20 minutes, they're not going to do it. They're not. If they decide, okay, this is who they're bringing out, and they do bring out the big guns, we need to go for something early and set the tone, then okay. But I still say it's worked twice for them. They're going to try it a third time. So, you know, we go from pretty much on Wednesday, we have a ending of one tournament, and on Thursday we have the start of another. Uh, Rachel broke down the U.S. women's squad, uh, which in an article which you can read on WTNet.com right now. Uh, she did a wonderful job of doing that. But looking at, at this tournament, you know, U.S. is playing Japan, Brazil, Australia. No cupcakes here in this thing. Very similar to the, the She Believes Cup for the U.S. I mean, uh, how do you feel about the the women's national team's chances here, Rachel? I feel good, but I just still think that the Brazilians are going to take it. I just, I think the Brazilians have been dominating the NWSL right now. And I'm not just talking about Marta. I mean, you see it with Andressa and Pollyanna in Houston, Camelia and in um. Orlando, there's Brazilians everywhere in the NWSL, and they've been really staking their claim for being international players and being the best group of international players in the NWSL. They have a really good squad for the tournament. Japan has a decent squad. The Matildas have a pretty good squad. And the, and the U.S. has a good squad, but I just want, I, I need Jill Ellis to take more chances on other players. I think it's great that she added Taylor Smith from North Carolina. I think it's great that she added Margaret Purse from the Boston Breakers. But some of these players are just same old, same old, same old. I mean, you know, give them the credit for their accolades, but I mean, Kelly O'Hara has not done much this season. I mean, it. She's still listed as a defender, which trips me up because she plays she plays defense sometimes for Sky Blue, but she's been playing up top more. And I swear, Jill Ellis, I, I'm going to sound like Eric when he talks about Dawn Garber, <laughs> but Jill, Jill, if you don't start Megan Rapino, I will go to the West Coast. And I'll slap you upside your head because she just had a hat trick last night. And she just has been on fire for a short time before Sam Kerr unleashed her almighty leg and headers. Rapino had the um, most goals in the NWSL. I think she's second now in the league. I mean, how you, you can't bench Megan Rapino for whatever reason. Ugh, Jill. You need to take more chances. My girl, Angela Salem, from the Boston Breakers, she needs a call-up. Shay Groom from 
FC Kansas City, who has been beyond consistent for a struggling team. These are players that aren't the same old, same olds, but they need to get called up because this same old, same old stuff is just kind of like, okay, we get it. The talent is still there, but come on. And also, I'm pretty upset that Megan Klingenberg wasn't listed on the roster because she's been great for Portland. So are you saying you want a Gold Cup squad at this thing? I wouldn't say a Gold Cup squad because the players that I listed, they have just as much talent as the ones that are on this roster. I'm not saying completely upheaval it, but there are some players that just have not done anything for their club, but they're getting called in because of their name. I mean... Yes, I think it's great that Morgan Bryan has come back. You know, she was injured the last two camps. But since she's come back, she has not been impressive for the Dash at all. And the Dash is one of, right now, the worst teams in the NWSL. Obviously, you're going to call Carly Lloyd in. But I don't understand Morgan Bryan getting called in. Yeah, I was wondering about that. I I think... Like Carly Lloyd, it might just be one of those where, for the national team, she might feel better about bringing her in, thinking that she's going to play better in that situation. Yeah, more than likely. Eric, anything? Do you agree with Rachel? Would you like to see a more different names in the squad? Absolutely, because just like how you had the end of the generation with the 91ers after Athens. You're going to get to the point to where, while you still have tremendous talent, a lot of these current national team players, they're coming up on their last hurrah. So I would love to see that generation of who's next, those that are already making their names for themselves in the NWSL, like Rachel said, give a chance or get a chance on the national stage. And Rachel, if need be, I can get you some dueling gloves for the trip. Just for that specific use. I will take them. (laughs) Another thing that bothers me about the U.S. Women's National Team that I really, really want to change. I really like Alyssa Nahir. I think she's a lot better than Ashlyn Harris, who is still injured. But if you're going to call her up with both Jane Campbell and Abby Smith, which, by the way, I'm very shocked Abby Smith got the call because she was injured for a while. And at first, when she came back, um, Matt Beard, head coach for the Boston Breakers, still said, hey, Sammy Joe Purdom is doing really well. Like, we're going to keep her in. And then Abby Smith started this last weekend and had a pretty decent game. But, like, still, that just that kind of shocked me. But anyway... If you're going to call them in, give them the chance to, like, actually play. There's three matches. Sure, there's the talk about consistency, but this isn't a tournament like the World Cup, the Olympics, even the She Believes Cup. Maybe get Jane Campbell in one game. Maybe get Abby Smith in another game. I just, if Jill Ellis starts Alyssa for all three matches, it's like, well, what, what the heck is the point of bringing Jane and... Abian, especially since there isn't a clear number one lockdown, because we all know when Hope Solo left, everyone just kind of went, uh oh, what do we do? 
bring Hope Solo back 2K17. Let's get this trending. But anyway, like, let's use these other goalkeepers that we have. Jill, listen to her, Jill. Don't pull a bruise. Hmm. <laughs> I love how we call these coaches by their first name. <laughs> We're on first name. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, like we know them. <laughs> uh, I, I, did, I did mean to watch the uh, – I just wanted to point this out because people uh, – I did get asked if we were going to talk about this. We'll have to talk about this on the uh, – the Wednesday instant reaction thing to the Gold Cup of uh, they did release that one hour VAR video for how it's going to be used in MLS. Uh, we are not talking about it because I forgot to watch it. So wait, an hour? Yes, it's split up into parts. But if you watch just the whole thing, it's one hour. And uh, what? It how did? Okay. Oh. Okay. Did Don do this? Is this on Eric, Don? Eric doesn't know what to say here. It's just how do? And ow. <laughs> they wanted to explain everything clearly. Is there something wrong with that? I mean. How clearly do you need to be to have an hour? <laughs> I mean, MLS has uh, the four pillars of this all separated into different videos and then a general explanation thing of it. But when I looked at it, they, they had the just video review thing from Howard Webb. It said 65 minutes. I was like, damn, this is thorough. Dawn, if I find out you're a part of this, there will be words. <laughs> well, hold on. Hold on. Wait. He has to be a part of this. He has to approve it for the league. D- See? Dawn? Dawn? An hour? Come on now. You have any idea the attention spans of your key demographic, Dawn? An hour? Oh, God. <laughs> Think about it like watching, you know, 45 minutes of a game and then, you know, the, the halftime. You get that. Yes, but that's actual game where there's actual stuff. That's like, remember the New York TV station that came up with a five-minute video just how they were saying they had the best Doppler radar in the area 
You have any idea how slammed they got for that? Don, think about that. Look at what you just did. Be prepared. Uh, I have no idea about the um, the radar thing. I'll, I'll, I'll send out the link so you'll see what I'm talking about. But trust me, I hear an hour explaining VAR and I immediately think that. Al Roker explaining everything and everything. But don't you want to make sure that people understand what it is instead people of... People are still not going to understand what it is. You have any idea how easy it is when you're explaining something that technically to tune out? I should know. I've had people do that to me before. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they even have it in French. Uh, so... <laughs> Okay, French I can understand because of the Canadian teams. I can't fault that. Also because Quebec French are... is the official FIFA language. But yeah. That too, but I mean, oh please. If there weren't any Canadian teams in MLS, we would ignore French. Because that's just how we are. Them Quebecois are crazy people, but we love them anyway. Shout out to my boy Mark the Frog. <laughs> Technically, as long as there wasn't a uh, Montreal team. You know, I think they wouldn't have to honor the French. Eh, Toronto, because you have Eastern Ontario or the Gatineau area. Mm. Fair enough. <laughs> I'm glad that I just happened to mention that. I have to go on a <laughs> tangent about whether or not Don was involved in this. Jeez, and you're lucky you did this tonight while I was sober. If he had reached me almost any other night this week when I have a tall boy in my system, it would have been a different rant. Oh, God. Maybe <laughs> we need to have one of those. You need to tell me the next time you're not sober. Um, Probably towards the weekend. I need to replenish supplies. <laughs> That's always important. <laughs> So, uh, we get away from just mentioning that for a second to talking about some big news that came out today. The, according to Taylor Twelman, you know, the same ESPN's Taylor Twelman, he says that over the last week, Orlando has been aggressively pursuing Dom Dwyer and Sporting KC are talking Normally I would be all rah-rah, but I can't say that I like this. Why? Um... Come on, man. You know you know what's going to happen. With, I know, with I your man. know, I know, I know he deserves a second chance. All is forgiven. And if PSG is going to shell out nearly half a billion dollars for Neymar... I'm sure English clubs are going to willing to spend nowhere near that much coin for someone like Kyle Lahren. I get that, but I get the more ideal formation that would help Dwyer. And I know what Jason Christ is doing in Orlando. I don't think that's going to mesh that well. I think, obviously, it's a way to 
smooth the process of replacing Kyle Aaron and all that and allowing him to be able to go to another team. He kind of ge- he gives you effort, which he does. You need, and he he gives you a guy up top that's going to score, much like Kyle Aaron did. He runs the channels. I mean, I wouldn't say it's obviously Aaron provides you know the the power and uh, the headers and all that that I I don't know that Dwyer does. Uh, just as well, but I mean, what else do you want? You're getting a striker to replace a striker. And again, I get that. Don't get me wrong. It's just maybe it's in something intangible. Maybe I'm overthinking it, but ah, I see this as an okay move, but I don't see it working out as well as it could potentially I don't know for anything uh, on your end Rachel do you think it's a good move for Orlando and, and for Casey formation wise absolutely but I think I think if Kansas City's gonna get well I shouldn't say get rid of Dwyer I, I mean off like taking a trade you know it, it is gonna cost it is definitely going to cost Orlando so you brought up this thing with Sidney LaRue possibly also having to be traded well like, yeah when she, I think she I think she featured for the Western New York Flash and then you know she and Dom Dwyer are married right before they got married she um, got traded to Kansas City because, you know, that's where both of them are playing. So, you know, I mean, they're married. They have a kid. I don't think Dom Dwyer is going to be leaving without Sydney. <laughs> well, I mean, Orlando is also owned by their uh, the MLS club, very much like the uh, SKC owns the, the FC Kansas City. So that maybe could work. But, I mean, you'd have to send somebody pretty relevant back if we're doing a trade unless they're going to send money. And they're not trading Alex Morgan or Marta, I can tell you that right now. So who would you – who do you think would be fair? I mean, I guess maybe they don't have to have a striker to – it could be another position. The only position I could think of is, like – another big-name national team player. And I know Ashlyn Harris won't go. I know Allie Krieger won't go. So it's kind of like, okay, who do you send? Jasmine Spencer? Maybe send two players, Jasmine Spencer and um, maybe Alana Kennedy? Maybe send a couple draft picks? I I don't know. Sounds fair. I mean... LaRue's worth that, obviously, if you're going to go for two for one. It just depends, I guess, on her and on on uh, Dom if uh, it's it's really that big a deal if both of them have to go. But it's plausible. It's much more plausible than some of the other teams where they're not owned by the MLS club, so that might be a trickier situation. But I don't know. I mean, we've seen how 
MLS is, if they're the ones that control things, if they think this works for both teams, it's gonna, they're going to pull the trigger and, you know, it, it may not be a decision the Dwyers get to make, but we'll see how this goes. Uh, this is just all speculation right now. It doesn't mean that it's going to happen. I mean, in a couple of days, they could just end talks and none of this happens. So, you know, uh, it is uh, what it is right now, but that's just something to keep on the radar uh, as things could change by the time the next time that we're talking to you here on this show. I, uh, it seems like we can never escape uh, MLS expansion talk here, and we get to talk about it some more as San Antonio Mayor Ron Nirenberg is saying that their number one focus uh, for the government in San Antonio is MLS, is to make sure that they become one of the four teams to wind up in MLS to become one of the uh, 28 that Don has said it will be added to the team uh, here, or, or added to to the uh, league. He uh, he does say that he doesn't think that they're going to be one of the first to announce. He does hope that they're either third or fourth. Uh, but San Antonio is getting a triple-A baseball franchise but they still want to have MLS and they're adding an uh, they're adding an expansion to Toyota Field where the San Antonio FC plays right now and they could add 10,000 seats to that stadium which would make it about 18,000 they only need a little bit of public funding not so much uh, as some of the other cities would I don't know that we spent such length talking about San Antonio as one of the teams, but I like it as in you get the the triumvirate of Texas teams. San Antonio is a very large Latino market, uh, and that factors in big time. If you don't believe it, uh, Liga MX ratings are bigger than MLS's ratings here, and MLS ratings many times on Univision or Unimas, outdo ratings on ESPN and FS1. So, the Latinos are watching MLS. What do you think, uh, Eric? Do you think San Antonio would make sense? Absolutely. Hashtag Lone Star Cup. Now, my only beef they would have to either do further expansions of Toyota Field even past that 18,000 while it makes a great transition. And I do like the move to where the city bought out that area. It moved San Antonio from the NASL to, I believe, the USL, which has that affiliate partnership with MLS. So... They're making the right moves in place, but maybe this is just me. I would, instead of doing a whole, whole bunch to the outdoor stadium beyond what they would already be doing, invest a little bit, especially turf-wise, for the Alamo Dome. 
Amadome's really big, though. And, okay, and I get that, but I mean... You wouldn't even necessarily have to sell it out. You would still have, like... We would be one of the larger places to play, yes, but... Could you still imagine thirty, forty thousand packed into that place? Could they get the thirty, forty thousand packed into that place? That's the issue. What if the team doesn't do well? It takes them a little while, and then you're sitting there with a half-empty Alamo Dome. Whereas if you're sitting there with a half-empty Toyota Stadium that has less capacity, it doesn't look as bad. Well, true, but a half-empty Toyota Stadium translates to 9,000. That's a bad number no matter how you slice it. I'm not saying that they would have to do it immediately. Get that 18,000, and then you create yourself a dual-site environment, just like with what New England does. They play their MLS home matches and bigger matches, right at Gillette Stadium, but when it comes to U.S. Open Cup, they go and play over at Harvard. Same deal. Bigger matches where you could get 30,000, 40,000, Alamo Dome. If you can only get 15,000, 17,000, Toyota Stadium. I think that's also done in the spirit of the Open Cup, like to make it to where I think that crowd would be more likely to go to an Open Cup game, whereas if you're trying to do it at Gillette Stadium, they may not. Right, but I'm saying you have that as options. And I'm saying having that is good as an option, but I wouldn't want to make it my primary stadia. At least not after a good couple of years. Fair enough. I think obviously it depends on how well that team does, mm-hmm. the, the ticket sales, all that stuff. But, Rachel, do you like the addition of a San Antonio team to MLS? Um, I understand it because of the popularity, but I think something that the league has to think of is how hot it is down there. That's going to mean more water breaks, maybe different time changes and schedule changes because you can't play. Sometimes they postpone games because of, you know, heat waves and and such. I mean, it's not Nashville. So, hey, why not? Exactly. (laughs) Oh, God. Played right in Eric (laughs) with the Nashville. See, this is why we... Which I wish somebody from Nashville would get in contact with us so we can know how they feel about, you know, are you on Eric's side over here, or... Yeah, your supporters club, sending El Presidente t-shirts and showing them on the air, come at me! (laughs) (laughs) I see you out there wanting to do something. Thinking you all big and bad. <laughs> I I just want Nashville to get named as one of the teams so bad, so Eric can just have a fit on another fit on uh, on the show here. <laughs> Look, if that happens, you will get one of my 
best drunken slash whatever rants possible. Because I will not be happy. (laughs) So uh, before we get into talking about the All-Star team, I just uh, was looking around for stuff. And they talked about this uh, during the Costa Rica game. And now you have Costa Rican players uh, coming out and kind of also agreeing with the announcers during this game. But uh, this is uh, Oscar Ramirez um, talking about how the U.S. is different under arena than they were. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We're under Klinsman. And he talks about just how Arena's brought a calmness to the team, that they're more relaxed, they seem much happier than they were under Clemson with all this tension and all this stuff going on. Do you kind of feel that too? That Was it a case where Clemson was being scrutinized too much and Arena wasn't, or Arena isn't? And that kind of creates that relaxed atmosphere, or does it really have to do with the coaches, where Klinsman's just very hard on them, uh, maybe not from a tactics perspective, but just from you know what we've heard of uh, what he did in practice and all that to arenas, more just kind of very relaxed style on his own, other than when he's yelling at, uh, at the referees about the ball boys being eight years old. You know, so I, I mean, yelling aside and hey, sometimes eight year olds can get in the way. Sometimes little kids in general can get in the way. Look at what happened with Dusty Baker's kid in the old three World Series as a bat boy. That was total chaos. But in general, Bruce Arena has been around the U.S. game and pretty much only the U.S. game. He knows all the ins and outs, now being in his second stint as manager of the national team and throughout a storied coaching career in MLS. He knows that game. Klinsman, it was all Germany, international. He sees everything from a global perspective and was trying to get the U.S. to be on a global stage, not just on the pitch, but how we develop, how we train, how we build individual players' careers, etc., etc. And I think because of that extemporaneous drama, 
that made for a lot of tension no matter what side of the coin you were on. Now that you don't have that drama, even though expectations are lower, that drama's still gone. As a matter of fact, we don't even have a technical director right now. That's something that I looked up and I thought it was a little weird. But everything's just settled. And there's this aura of, well, there's time. So I really think that's what's going on. It's okay. We're in the U.S. We have a guy with the U.S. style. We're going to do what works rather than trying to build and be global. Do you feel it's that simple, Rachel? I mean, you're more in favor of the, you know, European players and all that stuff. So were you feeling that Clemson was hard done by? Uh, Can we just let Klinsman enjoy retirement or whatever it is in peace? I mean, I think, sure, the U.S. looks relaxed under Bruce. It shows in the results. But when it comes to Klinsman and Bruce, there's so many different things about them. Bruce is more of a tactical guy. Klinsman's more of a roster guy. He can find these players and turn them into superstars. I mean, granted, give Bruce a lot of credit for reviving Eric Lehigh and bringing in Jorge Viafania. But those are just two examples. I mean, we're talking many German-Americans, mixed discarude when he was in his prime, Bobby Wood, all all of these different players. I mean, there's no comparison to who would be the better technical director. I I just I don't want to I don't want to give Bruce any credit than he more than he deserves because he's still on my on my bad list. <laughs> Jesse Gonzalez does give him credit for being the reason why he did his switch, though. So oh well, good for him. That's uh. <laughs> That's, I guess, one point for Bruce there. But I agree with you. How many of these – would Christian Pelusic be even playing for the U.S. right now if it wasn't for Jurgen Klinsmann and him bringing all these other, you know, German-Americans or just the other, you know, guys that had different passports and then chose the U.S.? So you got to give uh, Jurgen that kind of credit. He, he brought some of these guys in. Yes, some of them – Bruce is a little reluctant to use, uh, maybe for that reason, but hey, you know, you, you have to give the man uh, his credit as well. Uh, things were going good for a while, just, I think sometimes he was unfairly, very much like Juan Carlos Osorio is unfairly looked at because they're foreign, they're not American, and even though his son is American and he is playing uh, for the U.S. right now, uh, Jurgen Klinsmann, I mean, it, he doesn't get that same uh, respect, right? Because, oh, the MLS, we're not focusing so much on them. We're focusing too much on Europe. We're going away from our league and everything. And I, I think, you know, when you look at it, so much of, and this is why Fox is the way they are and they get on my nerves, is there's so much of this 
the MLS, we have to take up the cause of MLS. It's a cause for us to, to promote it. Everybody needs to band together and promote MLS like it's the end of the world. Look, we talk about MLS on this show a lot because, quite frankly, it's the American League, right? We talk about the NWSL because that's the Women's American League. Uh, you know, we don't talk about the other two, um, you know, American leagues very much because they're a lot harder to follow, uh, at least from a perspective of, you know, NASL and USL. So, you know, if there wasn't a million places that talked about the EPL and and uh, Bundesliga and all that stuff, maybe we would talk about it more on here. But there's only so many things you can talk about in a podcast for one hour so that being said just I think sometimes people get caught up in that and Bruce is very pro MLS and that's what U.S. soccer wants because obviously they want that lead to keep growing you have somebody like Klinsman that's telling all their guys to go over and play in Europe well that takes away a lot of the stars that MLS has and that creates a conflict too and then when you don't start winning people don't start believing in your uh, philosophy and no. that's why Sunil Galati loves Jill Ellis, too, because Jill Ellis tells all her players to stay here. Yeah, they t- that quote that you had in the article about her talking about where the that almost all the players come from the league. You know, I think that tells you a lot about how both of them feel is the more they can. And look, I mean, let's be honest, NWSL obviously needs the promotion and needs the help because you want that league to be able to be around as long as MLS has. Uh, you know, considering the the bad, the negativity that most of the women's leagues have of not lasting very long. This is the one that's been around the longest. I think it's a little bit of a different situation, but also the U.S. women's team is one of the best teams in the world, and that's always been the case. So, Bringing people over here is not as hard. Not to mention, where were all these voices when the NASL was in the situation where leagues like the NWSL are in now? Oh, it's a cause. Oh, we need to grow the league. No, you don't. Everybody's cared just enough in the 90s to let it stick around to the 2000s. Then we finally got good. People finally talked about us for a really non-native sport. Then everybody got on the bandwagon. No, they're not remembering the history of the 60s where entire European teams came over and formed a short season just because another league was forming. They're not remembering too much the history of the old New York Cosmos with Pele, Beckenbauer, Carlos Alberto, and Chinagia. Where were all these people then when that league, which could have been fantastic, farther into the 80s instead of just flat out dying, where were these kinds of people then? Why wasn't it a cause then? And I it think it's, now. it's because of that. It's because of the NASL failing and them wanting. And then in 94, you know, FIFA said you have to have a league. 
And so they start off MLS, and it didn't become a cause right away, right? It took a while. Right. For, yeah. You know, I think I think it was around 2002 when the U.S. had that big run in the World exactly. Cup. Exactly. It said, wasn't. Yeah. And it wasn't even then a cause. It became a bandwagon. And yes, but where are these people with the cause when we were trying to get together the bid for the 86 World Cup that eventually went to Mexico? I just. I, those it's different times, though. Different generations. You know, like you're talking about a generation now that has grown up with a U.S. team that's good, a U.S. team that they followed since they were kids, and that they want to see soccer grow because they grew up with soccer. Whereas when, you know, we were born in the 80s, that wasn't necessarily a thing outside of the people that really got hooked on the cosmos and just wanted to keep enjoying that and everything. But uh, this is a different... uh, different era that we're in now look at how accessible soccer is around the world we can turn on this international champions cup right now and watch all these teams we can watch the bundesliga we can watch the epl we can watch la liga at a touch of our fingers we couldn't do that back in the 80s 90s so i mean thank you for saying 90s yes 80s and (laughs) You know, I, I just, like, I think it, if we forget how good we have it sometimes now that we can pretty much watch anything we want, and you can choose to be a snob if you want to about European leagues, or you can choose to be a MLS homer, or you can watch both, you know, do what you want to do, but... Uh, I think it kind of comes down to that for Bruce, too, and for Jill, and for, for U.S. soccer. Like, they want the leagues to keep improving. They want it to expand. You know, I'm sure they'd love for NWSL to be doing well enough to be have more than 10 teams as well. You know, so it's... Ask Don about expansion. He knows a thing or two. Oh, God. <laughs> And uh, the last game on MLS this week just went final. Seattle, after performing a miracle to come back uh, against D.C. United. Oh, my God. D.C. Ah. just is that terrible. I, I don't know, Eric. I'm sorry, but D.C. is no, that's no, laughable. Not a, do not apologize. I watched that game. I am not apologizing. I, if you're that dissatisfied being on the road, I couldn't even blame them for being at RFK. I, oh, Jesus. Ooh. And San Jose has dropped big time after, you know, all this praise about Chris Leach this, Chris Leach that, and then two games, they've been blasted, and now they lose 3-0 to Seattle. And it's a shame for David Bingham, too, because he used to be on Bruce's radar. But with the way he's playing, you can't give the guy a national team call up. Nope. Nope. I mean, they are missing sort of their quarterback at, in defense and Victor Bernardes, but still. I just, it seems like it's, you know, as uh, Eric always says, Wanda were bust for that team. Hmm. And they don't have that going. 
right now. Uh, so before we talk a little bit more about the MLS week or just kind of looking at the, the between the games from Wednesday and the games from this weekend, the MLS All-Star team is officially out uh, after the Fan 11 was named and we talked about that. Uh, so I guess we can go through this here with um, some quick... I'll just name these players and then we can talk about it in general. So Josie, Don Dwyer, Sebastian Giovinco was the FIFA 17 pick. Uh, Nemanja Nikolic via Kellen Acosta was one of the uh, Don Garber picks. Which, Don, thank you for that selection. Um, Miguel See, Amiron, Don, you did something right. <laughs> right? Miguel Amiron, Michael Bradley, Giovanni Dos Santos, why? Uh, Kaká, why? Why? Dax Bacardi, Ignacio Piatti, Bastian Schweinsteiger, ah! Diego Valeri, <laughs> Demarcus Beasley. Oh boy, they, oy they, oy Greg, Greg Garza and Nangrana from FC Dallas, Matt Hedges, Johan Kapelhoff from the Fire. And Michael Parker, some Atlanta United, uh, Jill Van Damme uh, from the Galaxy, Graham Zuzi, Stefan Fry. Woo! Why? Why? Hey. T- Tim Howard, and no hey. Tim Melia on this. The hell? Because Stefan Fry, that's why. <laughs> That okay. doesn't make any sense. Also, I know oh, should be on here. But. Okay. Did I not warn everybody name power was going to be involved at some point? I rest my case. You can't escape it, people. I think our, our boy Jell Van Dom, who's so used to getting those lovely red cards, I wouldn't even be surprised if he got one during the All-Star game. Yeah, he wants to get a crack at, you know, Ronaldo or one of those Real Madrid players. Why not? Yeah, just no. go away to go away to shit. He just has new, he has new babies. He can't be hurt. Yes, he can. So he can go home and take care of his little tax breaks with another one on the way. <laughs> God. Too, too damn busy focused on having babies rather than stepping up and taking a damn penalty. Sorry. Hey, he's fair game in my mind. Well, he's probably got, like, you know, his wife all over him or whatever from, Isn't she, know. like, half his age? Nah, ten years his junior, not married, but hey, they will be soon. Boy, won't that be a lovely extravagant shotgun wedding. <laughs> well, hey, whatever works for Ronaldo, right? Yeah, this is the exact opposite. You know, I need to start offering life advice and friendship to celebrities because I I could get them out of so much crap if only they could use my common sense. (laughs) How are those conundrums going? Um, mm, uh, (laughs) funny story? (laughs) Um, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> well played, Sean. Well played. I win some. 
I win some. So, uh, you know, the joke I posted in the chat that doesn't happen all the time. So, but anyway, anyway, <laughs> we, we should. Uh, it was his birthday. We shouldn't. Uh, we shouldn't rag on someone too much there. But um, so, anyway, the some weird games between the two weeks in, in MLS. You had some blowouts, like Real Salt Lake is out here blowing out Portland. How, like, I, well, I didn't explain how that happened. Just like with the Red Bulls. How did... I was confused. Because San Jose is that bad, apparently. Oh, this... Hey, I was... And it didn't even snow... That's what made it even worse. I'm telling you, Real Salt Lake, since they've gone with the young and... If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Fusion, they've played a lot better. So, you know, keep at it, uh, Jeff Kassar. Do your thing. Use you mean your... Mike Pecky? Or Mike Pecky, sorry. I am just not thinking right now. Thank you, Rachel, for correcting me. Well, hey, ju- just like that ref who uh, somehow mysteriously gave Kyle Beckerman a red card, even though he did nothing in that game. Yeah, and Portland. MLS rejected the appeal, too. What? Why? How? I don't know. Oh my! You know that had to be done. Yeah, it was. It was done. I feel like one time I'm gonna get an email from Don. (laughs) And you can forward that to me. And why? Why do you guys hate me so much? (laughs) (laughs) He probably cries at night because of our podcast. Yeah, maybe so. That'd be great to find out if he did, though. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the new signing Vaco scored for San Jose in that 5-1. So, go yes. <laughs> Yeah, Vaco scored, and we saw the Scrabble name in there. And I was like, yay, I remember him. Ugh. And Zamiley scored for Montreal. He keeps scoring for Montreal to beat Philadelphia. So, those signings are working, at least. Uh, NYCFC had quite the two games that they had to play against Toronto without Josie and Michael Bradley, and Toronto FC happened to still come back and get a point. And then and then uh, NYCFC down a man, still beat Chicago. That was impressive. That was just flat out impressive. And I'm surprised Villa didn't even score more than he did in that match. Still scoring goals, that Villa. Mm-hmm. And by the way, Colorado, thank you 
You have once again redeemed the yellow jerseys. <laughs> <laughs> Getting a draw with Toronto? In Toronto, no less. Hey, Toronto's at least not... Uh, they're at least getting points without their their main guys. So, And DC is so bad that Houston finally beat someone on the road. Mm-hmm. The, they... they, they, they they score from a corner for the first time all season, and they can't even. Okay. Yeah, it, it, you you displayed loud and proud. Eight matches left in RFK. Oh, I have the urge to break. Eight, eight losses. You mean? Yeah, eight losses, <laughs> eight clean sheets, eight more times. I'm going to have to sit and be miserable. Jeez, I'm telling you, man, they don't DC, like that RFK. Why couldn't I have a DC United jersey so I can just light it on fire right now? I swear, that's I, that's exactly how I feel. <laughs> <laughs> the Red Bulls kept uh, winning, beating Minnesota. Of course, that's no surprise. Almost everybody beats Minnesota, so... You know, but hey, eight goals in two games for the Red Bulls. Goodness. Yes, they found their scoring touch, and especially question doing something more meaningful rather than disappointing. So how do you feel? The first Southeast rivalry game. Brad Guzan comes in. Oh, no big deal. Clean sheet. Really? I still, I still don't like that they benched their keeper for him. I mean, he... I think he's injured, Khan. Oh, oy vey. Why, Khan? Why? Well, yes. Why? Why do you unintentionally set up even more misery for? <laughs> and this was without Joseph Martinez, who was scratched before the game. Mm. Vialva lets out a freaking screamer, and that that was all that Atlanta needed. The pain, the ultimate. Oh. Why am hey, I Ka- sober right now? Why? Kyle Laren got Why? to come on though. Yeah, but it, 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 it. had he <laughs> done something? Had he made Guzan look stupid? I would be a much happier man. But I was denied yet again. It just, I'm sorry. Uh, I, I swear, the soccer gods want to... They, they're doing this out of spite to me. What did I do? What did I do? <laughs> <laughs> I should mention that Justin Merriam scored in the game against Philadelphia, that they won. And then he went on and called. He said, the All-Star game is basically not even an All-Star game. It's a celebrity game. And... Acting like I, I feel like it's more of a shot because he didn't get picked, which I think is sort of a he got snubbed here. He probably should have been there, but I mean, who do you take out, honestly? Uh, maybe well, Giovanni yeah. dos Santos, probably, but you get snubbed, but you don't act sour grapes. You go ahead and you tweet a selfie in a Real Madrid kit, done <laughs> with Don Garber. Exactly, Don. <laughs> Clever photo op, Don. You know? 
Yeah, you just tell them, hey, I want to take a picture with you, Don, and then you Photoshop the Real Madrid <laughs> jersey on. and All of a sudden, you get the call from the league office. That was not what I had intended. What's going on with this photo op? You didn't have that shirt on when I took the picture of you, Don. It's a Photoshop. What? What's Photoshop? <laughs> uh, New England uh, pulled a Seattle on the Galaxy and won 4-3. Well, New England does New England things, right? They can't stop people, so you got to outscore them. And that one, that wasn't even like the Seattle 4-3. That was... L.A. had to get a goal back to make it interesting for three. So, good for them for caring for once. I just love Kurt and Alpha at his press conference always saying the same thing. We just got to get better. We're improving. <laughs> We're going to get better. Really? Are you? I don't know. Yeah, man. we're going to get better when I'm fired. <laughs> Probably. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe they need to bring in Gordon Ramsay. They listed him as a left back. I that could still work some wonders. <laughs> he looked like he still had it from that episode of the F word. <laughs> <laughs> really? And he can cook you some great pregame meals to get you motivated too. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, Christian, come on. Finally freaking scores. And Dallas wins. I'm amazed. Still. Dallas is still Dallas. I mean, <laughs> it, it, it was amazing for that aspect, but I kind of expected them to win. <laughs> I don't know. I thought was maybe a draw was in order. Without some of the guys, but just I, I'm happy that Coman finally scored because there was a lot of talk about they were going to bring somebody else in or they were going to ship him out because he was not working out. So he might have saved himself on on that one. Uh, and Portland redeemed themselves beating Vancouver two one. So on a random like shock goal to start the second half. <laughs> you blink and all of a sudden it's in the net. The Vancouver keepers yelling at everybody. <laughs> so that's uh, MLS uh, stuff here. There is a Philadelphia and Columbus game on Wednesday before the uh, Gold Cup final. So Don trying to get some extra pub for the league before the U.S. play. Way to take away the spotlight, Don. <laughs> God, I knew we're you were going to say We're going to keep a tally for the next show for how many times. <laughs> I, I just want to note that isn't this smart by MLS to have a game on before? So maybe they'll watch it and then Okay, watch it. correct me if I'm wrong. It's the kickoff is at seven thirty. Yes. And when does the Gold Cup final coverage begin? The coverage begins at nine thirty. The game probably won't start till like ten or ten thirty. 
Okay, and also correct me if I'm wrong, but this game is not being televised nationally, Philadelphia Columbus. No, it is uh, MLS Live. You see? You see? Can't even get that right, Don. Although I do have <laughs> respect for CSN Philadelphia. They are going to put Atlanta-Orlando, the rematch, on Fox on Saturday. So there's oh, that. To see, my, to see my heart get broken potentially again. I need to figure out... I need, maybe I need to get a pair of soccer boots to sacrifice. Sacrifice them to the gods? Yes. Is that, is that what you're doing? Yes. I have done something to make them ill-tempered, and I need appeasement. Hold on. Wait, why is MLS taking a break for a month? What? I think this is wrong. They just... They have it as 9-2, and it probably is meant to say 8-2. Cause I swear I remember them saying that MLS doesn't even get an all-star break break. Yeah, because they have the homegrown game against the U-20 Chivas on the first, and then the all-star game on the second. Now, no, they, yeah, that's stu- wrong. The stupid, uh, the stupid, like, scrolling schedule thing that they have on the top of the, uh, the page is wrong. So, Don, you need to fix that. Yes, Don. We did not be smart on her schedule yet again, Don. <laughs> Jesus. So anyway, before Don make sure we get off the airwaves, uh, <laughs> let's talk about NWSL, Rachel. You did mention that Mega Rapino got a hat trick. You did not mention that game was 5-4. What? <laughs> yeah, what, what a game. I mean, Megan Rapino just bowed out. And, and it's hard to see that and see that Seattle is only in fourth place in the NWSL. Like, it's it's mind-boggling. But, you know, the whole game, there's all this scoring and all of this fun stuff. But then you see that there is no goal scored yet by Samantha Kerr. Well, Sam Kerr was the one that got their game winner. There were so many goal scores. It would be so hard to list, but there's there was a lot. I mean, five to four, you can tell. Um, Kansas City and North Carolina actually got postponed to a later date because of, I think it was like severe weather storms, lightning and stuff. Um, but Chicago hosted Orlando and Christian Press had a brace um, both of her goals had assists, one by Jennifer Hoy and the other one by Sofia Huerta. Um, Orlando had a last-minute goal in the 93rd minute by Alana Kennedy, but too too little too late. Chicago already had the win. Houston had the 1-0 win over the Breakers. It, no, it was not Carly Lloyd, but it was Nichelle Prince that got the goal assisted by one of the Brazilians that are taking over the NWSL, Andressa. And uh, the most entertaining game of the weekend was Portland hosting Washington. Havana Salone uh, scored the opening goal in the 58th minute for the Spirit. 
and uh, Allie Long ruined her parade only four minutes later, scoring, and then Mallory Weber scored her first NWSL goal to seal the deal. So, um, basically, Jill Ellis is going to be happy because everyone that she wanted to see play well played well. (laughs) Yeah, and with that, NWSL takes a break until after Tournament of Nations. Uh, They come back on August 4th. See how that works out, Don? They wait until after the tournament to start playing again. They don't uh, yes, wait until Don. the group stage is over. <laughs> they actually take legitimate tournament breaks, Don. And other leagues take legitimate all-star breaks, Don. So that way they don't have to schedule 15 matches in four days, Don. Hmm. Oh, my. <laughs> God. I was doing it once. You had to go say it like four times again. <laughs> if, if people either are going to enjoy Eric doing this or they're going to hate us. So. At Squid Sports Head. I have it for a reason, people. <laughs> I, re- I really want to see somebody tweet at Eric. Please stop hating on Don. Please do it just so Eric has something to say. Hey, <laughs> on. The yeah, next show about this. Yeah, y'all been y'all been awfully quiet out there. So uh, <laughs> if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah, you know the cookies aren't giving him sponsorships. The pizza's not. So somebody needs to see get Boston's. Out there. I'm over you, Night Owl. Damn it, I am disappointed. You tease me with the epic cookies, yet you offer nothing. Ugh, doing this to me on purpose. all right so that's gonna do it for us here uh like i said on wednesday we will have a uh, sort of instant reaction uh, like we have for the last two gold cup games for the final might talk a little bit of the var announcement and whatever else has been going on hopefully don doesn't get involved so eric doesn't have to mention him again but uh, you're either going to hear me mention him or hear a quirky idea I have. So, folks, you're not getting rid of me. Just remember <laughs> that. Well, no, we don't have to. Eric is uh, very much the the heart and soul of the show. So that doesn't really work if we get rid of him. We might as well just cancel the whole thing. So anyway, hopefully you do enjoy uh, what we do discuss here, uh, whether it's NWSL, MLS, the international things that involve the Americas, even when we, it doesn't involve the Americas, we talk about it sometimes. And if you do, you can hit that subscribe button on whatever podcatcher device that you prefer, whether it's Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, uh, you know, WTMNet.com is the website where you can visit to read uh, wonderful articles by Rachel or Eric. Um, and, you know, hey, whatever else is going on, make sure you watch that Gold Cup final uh, because, you know, U.S. should win that game and then win a trophy, which uh, is great for those players. Uh, and I guess then we can all eat a little crow about MLS not being able to win Gold Cup. But, uh, 
Hey, you know. hey, don't expect me to do anything and try to unhinge my jaw just yet, all right? Just putting that out there. Let's get to Wednesday and actually get to the the final the the final whistle blow first uh, before we say anything. But uh, until then, guys, we'll see you later. The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment.